1: Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Goodness. Isn't it so cool when teachers stay in touch with former students? My sister teaches kindergarten, and she loves that part of teaching. So Stephen spotted one of his former teachers, Mr. V, living in his car in Fontana, California. And Stephen felt led to do a fundraiser for all of Mr. V's former students. And on Mr. B, V's birthday, they threw him a surprise party and gave him a check for $27,000. It was such a surprise. Mr. V chose to live in his car the past eight years while he's a substitute teacher so he could send all the money he makes home to Mexico to his wife Mm. and children. So he was just, he had to fight back tears. He was so touched. No kidding. Man, it's so hard to get motivated to exercise, right? Coming up, this might be just the encouragement you need. It's so hard to get motivated to exercise. You want to, but how in the world are you going to make the time for it? Well, this might be just the encouragement you need. Physical activity can promote a sense of purpose in life, creating a cycle that keeps you moving, according to new research on 15,000 adults ages 50 and up. When you have a sense of purpose and the feeling of having goals and plans that give direction and meaning to life, it makes you want to stay active, so it creates this positive cycle in your life.
2: How can you find the time? I mean, gosh, I've got I've got my spouse, I've got the kids, I've got my job, I've got responsibilities at church, and then there's the seven hours a day I spend searching for clever memes. <laughs> Where will I ever find the time? I'm sorry. Some of y'all are on like social media nonstop, and I then you go, on. you don't have the time. I
1: thought you were joking about yourself. Uh, did you come spend, and go, did you see what I posted last night? I don't
2: spend seven hours. I mean, it's probably half that. Come on. <laughs> we're near that yeah. bad.
1: <laughs> you know how it is when your family goes on a walk and sometimes the kids are like, do we have to? Do we have to do that, mom? Hmm. I ran across a mom that was doing something very interesting to keep her two little boys Motivated and moving. Can't mm-hmm. wait to tell you this story next. If there's something that your kids complain about all the time, um, hang in their mom and dad. They may end up liking it. I remember when my dad would make us go on hikes on vacation. Yeah. And I would just be like, Doug, my feet hurt, my legs hurt. And I would just complain the whole time. <laughs> you hadn't
2: even left the hotel room. Pretty yet. much.
1: <laughs> and now hiking is my bliss. Like I hmm. love to hike on vacation, it's my favorite thing. Well, I was out walking Alex the Wonder Mutt the other day in our neighborhood. And there was a mom and a dad, and dad was walking the dog, and mom was trying to get the two little boys, they were little, yeah. to keep moving forward. So she was playing this on her phone to get them to, to keep moving. and they were doing it was the cutest thing they were doing the flap in their arms and then they were going down low and then they take a cut luckily they were taking a couple steps forward as they did it
2: progress but very slow progress and
1: they were going so slow that me and alex the wonder mutt had to pass on by and so i teased them i said well that's one way to make walking the dog a little more fun (laughs) so cute
2: so that mom, brilliant, playing the chicken dance on her phone to keep mm-hmm. her kids motivated while they're out on a walk. Keep them um, moving. I used to tr- try to do a whole bunch of different things with my kids. What well, my parents used to like, particularly on like road trips, to distract us and stop us from complaining, they would say, "Let's play the quiet game." <laughs> Which
1: <laughs> that's so
2: boring. Who thought of that?
1: They were hoping you would fall asleep and finally stop talking.
2: I, I've told you about that. I would go like ten <laughs> seconds and I would just blur it out. I lost. <laughs> That was my way of having fun with quote the quiet game. But what I would do with our kids is either come up with trivia, age appropriate trivia that they could answer, like mm-hmm. name a state that begins and ends with the same letter, mm-hmm. and they would say Alaska, and I'd go another Ohio. one. Give me another one. Give me another. One. Right, and we would do stuff like that. And boy, if you're if you're heading out on a road trip this weekend or in the you know next couple of weeks, try to come up with trivia, age appropriate trivia questions for your kids. That that kind of one leads to another leads to another. Mm-hmm. The miles will fly by. Okay. That's my that's, good advice. that's my time honored time honored trick. Work every worked every time. So my wife the other day cause she's really fallen in love in the last year with taking a nap. She goes, I'm getting so old. I like taking a nap every day. I said, we're not getting old because we like taking a nap. We're getting smart. <laughs> but there's a chart. Tell me if you agree with this. It's, this is supposed to be the perfect time for you to take a nap to based, based on when you wake up. So they're saying at 6 a.m., what, what do you think the perfect nap time? If you wake up at 6 a.m., what's the perfect time for you to catch uh, a few weeks? Close, 1.30. So I'm wondering if your boss, you said like, hey, boss, every day, 1.30. Instead of taking a lunch break i'm gonna take my break at one thirty and i'm gonna i'm gonna take a nap,
1: not gonna play well,
2: yeah, you don't think that goes well no, with the boss no why
1: i just don't I just don't think our society can handle. I know there's societies where napping is considered like wise and productive. I don't think the u s of a is ready for widely accepted nap Naps. time at work. Yeah, I mean, well, just look at the epic Seinfeld episode where George Costanza builds a nap pod under his desk. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds you, like, we're not ready for that. There
2: are countries like, like Italy, for example, aside from the touristy areas, if you go like where real people live, it shuts down every day, mm-hmm. like lunchtime. Like, d- d- yeah. don't go to the store because there ain't nobody there right. for an hour. Okay, uh, 7 o'clock, they're saying 2 p.m. If you wake up at 8, 2.30... If you wake up at nine,
1: you don't need a nap. I was, so <laughs> was going to say, in yes. Until nine. <laughs> You're the perfect, There's no way. Perfect time for That's a nap is fair. three. I'm like, hang
2: on. <laughs> You've already hit snooze for seven hours compared to the rest of us.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sure more and more people are napping because they're working from home and they can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> My sister in law, when she works for the government, she, uh, like a parole office, and when she works from home, they monitor her keystrokes. Wow! So she can barely take. She what has to take happened? really fast bathroom breaks.
2: You're the job interview, and your boss is like saying the benefits. and oh, you ever get this? Got a great break room with free coffee, and once a week we bring in Danish for everybody. Isn't that great? Yeah, but the the benefit I'm really wondering about is when is nap time?
1: <laughs> Where are your nap pods? <laughs> i demand a nap pod to work here
2: where can i put my pillow and blankie you know what people are so desperate to
1: hire workers right now they'd be like all right we'll put in a nap pod pod. fine we'll hire (laughs) you (laughs) done okay i feel kind of like a private detective today because i have solved a mystery for you through my googling skills okay (laughs) cannot wait to tell you this next Okay, so I feel a little bit like a private detective today because I have solved a mystery. So you may have had this pop up for you on an you know any kind of website you're on, and it says, "If you're traveling alone, put a plastic bag over your side mirror." And I'm like, "What is that. that? What is that all about?" Uh, turns out, it's clickbait. You get like you get in there, and they're advertising some kind of top product. But if you dig way down low in the article, they'll let you know you put a Ziploc or a plastic bag over your side mirror if you think there's going to be frost or ice. (laughs) has nothing to do with traveling alone. Nothing. But that's the way they get you to go, why should I click on this? Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're welcome. You don't need to click on that clickbait (laughs) anymore. Now you know the, the, the mystery is solved. Okay. Have you ever felt this way? I've, I've felt this way many, many times. I think that I would be funnier and smarter and a more charming human being if I had a really cool accent. (laughs) And there's a woman who got one without asking for it. I can't wait to tell you this story next. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I always think it would be so cool to have a neat accent. Like, if I spoke Australian, or if I spoke in an Irish accent, or British, you'd be like, oh, Taylor is so sophisticated. She's so funny. She's so cool. Right? Um, Mm -hmm. But I don't have one. So, be careful what you wish for, because there is a woman, her name is Angie Yen. She's 27, and she goes in for tonsil surgery. And they put her under, of course, anesthesia. And she's from Australia So this is what she sounded like before the surgery. Just calling to cancel my membership. Just calling to cancel my membership. And then (laughs) she wakes up after tonsil surgery. And she's never been to this country before in her life. She has an Irish accent. I can't shake it. I just did a job interview in an Irish accent when I've never been to Ireland. It's a real thing. It's called foreign language syndrome, and doctors aren't sure what happens to your brain when you're under, but people wake up with a different accent. No kidding. But she already had a cool accent to begin with. Australian is okay. a really cool accent. Couple now she's questions. got Irish accent.
2: Did she the breakfast she had before she went to surgery, mm-hmm. did it include Lucky Charms? <laughs>
1: No, it it was French toast. So she would have woken up with a French accent. Did
2: she happen to listen to you 2 on the way (laughs) to the surgery?
1: No, Mm. and so like the doctors, they're doing an MRI, they're doing a blood test, they're meeting with a neurologist, they're trying to figure out what happened to her, and you would think she'd be like, oh, that's fine, that's cool, but for her... It's like someone else is in her body. Like, where is this coming from? Was
2: the surgery performed on St. Patrick's Day?
1: (laughs) No, it's not.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm grasping at straws here. She
1: did not have bangers and mash before she (laughs) went in for tonsil surgery.
2: That whole taking on an accent from a place that you're not from, that happened to me. I'm not kidding you. You you went
1: under anesthesia and you woke up with foreign accent syndrome?
2: Different circumstance. I was living in a a resort town called Ocean Ocean City, Maryland. I was Mm -hmm. just out of high school, working there for the summer, having fun. And a lot of the people that came to Ocean City to work were from the UK, Scotland, Ireland, England. And for some reason, a lot of them moved into my building and we became like BFFs for the whole summer. One of the things I loved about hanging out with them was... It was a great way to meet young ladies was <laughs> hanging out with the British guys because they all heard the accents mm-hmm. and went, hey, where are you from? Yeah, But from hanging out with them day after day after day for three, four months in a row, you pick up some lingo. So that's why I've started saying as well, because they would always, instead of saying to like T-O-O, they would mm-hmm. say as well. And I picked that up oh, and a couple cool. other phrases. You just you just adopt the language. Did you call it a Q
1: instead with. of a line?
2: No. As a matter of fact, first time they said, first time they said that, I was like, a oh, what? And they go, you know, a queue. You you wait your terms. Oh, you mean a line? They're Did like, you no, call I mean
1: it a Q. biscuit instead of a cookie?
2: No. Um, what were some of the other phrases that they would? Anyhow, we, we here's the funny part of the story. We went one time to we, I brought them to my hometown, of Baltimore, to go to an Oriole game, and, we, and the people sitting next to us were like, "Oh, where are you guys from?" And my friends would say, "Oh, I'm from Scotland. I'm from Ireland. I'm from I'm from England." Mm-hmm. And then they said, and, "And you have a unique accent. Where are you from?" I'm like, "I'm from Baltimore, dude." <laughs>
1: What crazy thing did you accidentally put in the laundry? Maybe it was something that was in one of your kids' clothing pockets, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just washed that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's unrecognizable when it comes out of the wash. (laughs) But if you got a fun story to share, we'd love to hear from you. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, did you hear what happened to this lady in California? She accidentally put her lottery ticket in the wash. It was in her pants pocket. It was worth twenty six million dollars. No.
2: Oh my gosh. And she washed
1: it. And the numbers are illegible. You can't read it anymore.
2: You're kidding.
1: And they don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, you she doesn't it's not like she took a picture of the ticket. Uh-huh. And lottery officials say someone, you know, you, you, you can provide evidence you owned it if you have any kind of photograph, then we can help Work you out. With that. But uh. I don't know if she took a picture of the ticket before it went through the wash. Oh, Probably man. not. Can you imagine uh. 26 million dollar lottery ticket is gone?
2: How many hours do you think she spent holding that thing up to the light I'm like no,
1: no, you can see it. Look, it's 20. <laughs> and can you imagine like the sinking feeling? When she discovered it, <laughs>
2: realized oh, oh no,
1: it's the worst
2: man. All right, so what did you accidentally put through the wash? Hopefully not a twenty-six million dollar winning lottery. Yes, ticket. hopefully
1: not. Cindy, can't believe that lady put a twenty-six or forty-six million dollar lottery ticket through the wash. What did you accidentally put through the wash? A dead mouse. <gasps> what? I picked up the cat's blanket, and apparently they buried it inside.
2: And when I washed it, you know how you take it out of the washer, and you shake it out to put it in the dryer yeah mm. it's the mouse. Oh. well mice are squeaky and this one happened to be squeaky clean <laughs> oh, oh. i knew you'd come up with something <laughs> Hey, Angela. So what did you accidentally put through in the, the washing machine? My boyfriend's cell phone. <gasps> no. And it ended our relationship. Ooh, you, you know what? If that ended Aww. the relationship, you're better off without him. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that it was guy. was an accident. I've done the electronics thing before. I did it with uh, my wife got me the really good AirPods. For Father's Day last year, or two years ago, anyhow, she got me these the, the good ones. I don't mean the sketchy ones you get at five below. I mean the good ones, and uh, I accidentally put one of them through the wash. I was Did like, it No, oh my gosh! At first, it was a little, like, you know, not coming in really clear. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know if they internally it dried out or whatever. But they work as good as new. Oh, and they wow. have for that's impressive since then, and it's been months.
1: I wonder if they're design. It's because they're designed to handle all that sweat. I don't know you're exercising.
2: I don't know what it was, but I was thrilled that I didn't ruin them because I'm not going to see another pair of those for a very long time. So I was glad I didn't completely ruin them. Did you ever see any um, like fathers and sons or mothers and daughters? And you're like, wow, that chip off the old block there. I mean, Griffin and his son Thatcher. I hear you're just like, oh, my gosh, that is like a mini me. People say that about my son, Kyle, and I, they still to this day say we're very, very similar. My wife was pointing out a similarity yesterday, and it was not a compliment. It was a habit that both of us have. Tell you about it next. Boy, sometimes you can see like fathers and sons, mothers and daughters and go, wow, chip off the old block. I remember um, when we had dinner one time with my dad, it was me and my dad. And all four of my kids and me and my dad and my son, Kyle, were all sitting next to each other. And my one daughter commented like, oh, my gosh, watching you guys eat. It was it was like you guys were made from a mold. It's like (laughs) just the way you guys held your fork is the same. It was Ah. so weird. Um, But anyhow, my son, Kyle, and i very similar. We look a lot alike. Posture, the way we walk, everything is very, very similar. But my wife pointed out a similarity that she's not too happy about, and that's how long it takes both of us to when we go like I'm going to run an errand or we're going to go do something. Particularly if she's going along, she says it takes us too long to get out of the driveway. Really, the whole getting out of the door, getting in the car, getting started, and getting out—it just takes too long. What she takes said, you
1: so long? What first do you thing,
2: do? first thing is we'll get to the car and. I forgot my wallet. Got to go back and go. Forgot my sunglasses. Got to get my sunglasses. We always will forget something and have to go back in, leaving her standing in the driveway or sitting in the car or whatever, which in the summertime, that's no fun. No. That's number one. But then number two, she says. Then and then when you get in the car, you got to plug in the phone. You got to like get your phone uh, Bluetooth connected to the car. Then you got to get you got to go through every radio station and everything on the see if there's a song you like. And when you can't find one there, then you go to something on your phone. And you got to bring it up on your phone. Then you start backing up, and you stop and go. Oh, someone else must have driven this before me. I need to adjust the mirrors. And you gotta just, she's like, "It's like a fifteen-minute process. That sounds exasperating, just to
1: get out of the driveway for one quick little errand. It's not like you're going on a road right, trip for right, right, hours, right, right, right?
2: She's like, "Well, oh, but that, that's another thing. Like, oh, oh, I got to run back in. I forgot my protein bar. I go nowhere without like a protein bar with me because I don't want to get hungry. I don't want to eat junk while I'm out."
1: Even if you're just like running out to buy a card.
2: Absolutely. If we're just running the grocery store, pick up a few things, gotta have a snack with me because I don't wanna be tempted to hit the drive-thru and eat something awful just because I've got the munchies. So, yeah. But you're
1: only gonna leave the house for about 20 minutes.
2: You never know. You never know. So. She's saying that the launch sequence takes too long, and what she's considering doing is when you when you actually pull out of the driveway, call me. Yes. and then I'll come back. That's out what and be you should do, car. Tracy, for sure.
1: <laughs> think about all you could empty the dishwasher. you could feed the dogs. Look at all the stuff you could get done so while you're waiting on your son and I your think husband.
2: What I'm going to do next time? No matter what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the car, pull the car out, call her, get her in the car, and then go, Oh man, you know what? I was so focused on getting in the driveway and calling you, I forgot. I need to run and grab my sunglasses. To <laughs> stay <Just ain't> right. <laughs> I'm gonna do it on purpose and see how it goes. Okay, so I fessed up. My I take a while getting getting out of the driveway when we're running an errand or something. It takes a while for me to get everything ready, get everything set, get the right song on the radio before we head out. But I'm wondering in your house if we had glenn here and mm-hmm. you guys were talking about this who of the two of you takes longer to get the launch sequence going and rolling out the door is it you or is it him
1: it depends what if you're just talking about running an errand running and i've out. already been showered and dressed and stuff like that it's we're just like let's go hmm. um and we always then have to decide is it appropriate to bring alex the wonder Mutt or not like are we going to be gone too long and then we have to go get her little we call it winter bed to get her bed and get her leash and all that stuff. Now, I've but. had
2: the experience of running errands with you because we work together here at the radio station. We'll have to go and do station events together occasionally in the middle of the day. Like, we'll go lunch for a bunch. We'll go and take a whole office lunch. So we'll drive there, you know, we'll drive, pick up the food, and then go there and come back together. Here's what I've noticed about Taylor getting out the door. I'm going to out you right now. Taylor will wait until the last possible second to leave
1: because i'm getting other stuff done and then and
2: then leave you in a trail of dust going out to the car you'll stand there going like hey you ready yeah give me another minute give me another minute you're waiting 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 and she's like okay let's go boom gone hey whoa what just happened (laughs) i mean you've gone down in the elevator before me because you're in such a hurry and i'm just like well, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting. I'm not going to hurry uh, now. Oh, it's
1: usually because I know how annoyed you are with me, <laughs> so I'm running away.
2: <laughs> okay, I can get that.
1: Kevin Pretty has right. a weird little quirk. If you're waiting from for him, you'll be like waiting, 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 waiting for Kevin. Yeah. And then he'll go are you ready oh i totally like as if he's been waiting for you and i'm like are you ready ready for you (laughs) what is happening right now we haven't been working together for 20 years you can't tell
2: (laughs) (sighs) i think it's funny when i do that
1: it's so annoying did you know
2: i do it on purpose like i'm not that's not informational it's on purpose All right, so there's this woman. She's in Texas, and she can't figure out why. She doesn't get calls back for jobs that she's really well qualified for. She even started a couple jobs and got let go, and they were like, it it just wasn't working out. Poor thing. Then she came to find out that they were doing a background check on her, and she was coming up as a felon for embezzlement, and she was like, what? What? It turns out where she lived, they had a very strict rule about VHS tapes. Remember, Remember video stores? About them being returned, and apparently someone, and she thinks it might have been an old boyfriend, rented a VHS of some kids movie and never returned it. And it was on her permanent record. And she couldn't get or keep a job because of some VHS. She's like, I never even rented this thing. She's got it all cleared up now and she's happily, gainfully employed, but she had been living with that for years. Oh my gosh,
1: poor thing. Imagine how how long it's going to take her self-esteem to recover from that. (laughs) We love checking in with our producer Griffin. He's got a wife, Sarah, and two littles, a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And it was a big, momentous day in his five-year-old's life yesterday. Can't wait to tell you about it next.
2: So Griffin's in with us, and Taylor was just saying that Thatch had a big day yesterday. And yeah. if you're going to talk about it, I'm going to assume home run and T-ball. <laughs> Touched them all. Dad's going nuts on the no, on the sidelines. Was it? No? Not quite, no. He had his uh, pre-K graduation.
1: Oh, no Aww. kidding. The other day, yeah. They have a pre... I know they have kindergarten graduation, but they have pre-K graduation, Oh, well, they do it for too. everything
2: these days, yeah. Wow. You gotta celebrate the kids. Why Cap not? Cap and gown, the whole Cap thing. Cap and gown, the whole thing. And uh, he was so excited about it. Aww. And, uh, you know, they go up on the stage and sing a few songs. And uh, the whole time... He's up there waving at me and my wife. Really my wife. <laughs> blowing her kisses. Aww. Just so the biggest grin on his face, so, so excited. Cute. And then eventually the moment came where they called his name and he got his <laughs> He walks across the stage and gets his diploma and like the, the people in charge at the pre-K, you know, they try to shake his hand and everything. Uh-huh. And, he gets kind of shy sometimes like in those moments and he didn't make eye contact. He just stood there. awkwardly. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, uh,
1: You're like, that's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> in case you haven't heard, Griff's an introvert. So that's why we do school
2: graduation. I mean, do they give like, and you know what? Little thatch has come along when he started with us. He was just a little paste theater that couldn't, couldn't color inside the lines. And <laughs> look, look at him, at him now. now. <laughs> no, no, we don't do all that.
1: I tell you what, from the other side of the spectrum, I think it's so sweet. The parents and the audience and your little boy and everything. My sister's a kindergarten teacher and she's been killing herself this week to get ready for kindergarten graduation. Well, I believe it. She does like a big PowerPoint presentation with pictures from the whole year and music. And she showed us, she tech, group texted us the picture of the graduation photo. She's like... It took me 20 minutes to get these kids in line for this photo. <laughs> I'm okay, exhausted. So
2: Fats just had preschool graduation. Yeah. Is he in kindergarten next year? Yeah, this fall he'll be in kindergarten. So next year he will have kindergarten he'll have graduation. One probably, yeah. Oh, they're setting these celebratory expectations pretty high. Hey. Every year we wear a cap and gown and everyone claps for you. Yeah.
1: Coming up, turns out your teenager is hardwired to mumble. Would you believe your teenager is hardwired to mumble?
2: I'm happy if I can get a mumble sometime.
1: It happens when they hit puberty and it's so frustrating for Mm. mom and dad wondering what happened to their happy, chatty child. Often your teen doesn't even realize they're mumbling. It turns out it's all part of growing up. Mumbling is the result of the psychological, social, emotional, and developmental changes that are going on in teenagers' bodies and lives prompted by profound hormone changes <laughs> and because they don't have a lot of confidence at that age they subconsciously don't really want to be heard hmm. so they mumble now here's what you can do as a parent talk to your child when they're what when you're walking or in car rides it's a great time to get your teen to open up because there's less pressure no eye contact for example
2: hmm Get them to take the earphones, the little AirPods out. Because that, That's what the, every conversation starts with you saying, Hey, honey, I'm wondering about your day. And they pull out the AirPods and go, What?
1: Yeah, <laughs> not fun.
2: That's the start of every conversation. I was never a mumbler. I, don't, I never had a time where I was I don't a
1: think I mumbled mumbler. either, I unless I was like, I know like, fine.
2: I wonder if that's like a new thing. Like oh, the I generations think it's been before not mumble.
1: Are you and your other half having a disagreement right now? Have you heard over and over, don't go to bed angry, right? Everyone's heard that. It's in the Bible. Well, according to our friend Shanti Feldhand, during her research for the surprising secrets of highly happy marriages, she learned that the happiest couples choose to sleep on it. Now, as we said, the Bible tells us you're not supposed to stomp off to bed angry. But happy couples have found that if you're so tired and so upset that you're getting nowhere, it's better to revisit the issue the next day after you get some rest. It's especially important for husbands because you guys need more time to process how you're feeling.
2: Yeah, so have fun processing your feelings on the couch there, big guy. (laughs) Move over, dog. (laughs) Big old dog's coming in. I don't know know that I agree with that. This was in
1: her, I mean, she interviewed hundreds and hundreds of happy couples, happy marriages. Hmm. And you don't like, like I said, you don't go to bed angry. You say, babe, I love you so much. We obviously aren't seeing eye to eye. Let's both get some rest. And you say this while you're mad. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you guys are a little more emotional. No, we're
2: normal. This You're is like passionate. this is like in a perfect world. Everyone would go. I see we're having a conflict, but let's rest on it and go to sleep. Poochie poo. I mean, come on. <laughs> no, that is no. Okay, dream world. You all it's not poochie poo. <laughs> no, no. And we're hey, we're thirty three years and counting, so we're doing something right.